Coming up next, Book and it discusses war and peace. everyone, and welcome back to Booknet. I'm, of course, your humble and eloquent host, Mr. Cooper Cobbs, and joining me today is my good friend, Mr. Tanner Lewis. How are you doing, Tanner? I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. Absolutely. Um, and I think I have to ask another question, which I think our listeners are dying to know. Which one of us is war and which one of us is peace? Hmm. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. This one seems worth fighting over, which I guess makes me yeah. war. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Good answer. I guess we won't get into Pride and Prejudice or any of the Sense and Sensibility or anything like that. But anyway, we're talking about War and Peace today. Arguably one of the greatest novels of all time. Arguably, not arguably, definitely one of the longest novels of all time. And something that uh, is a massive undertaking for anybody to read. And we're here to talk about it. But first, shout out to my little sister who right now is getting her cast taken off. So that's fun. And luckily, I had nothing to do with her arm getting broken. So, yeah. It was Luckily, her other I had sister. Nothing... That's true. It was. It was indeed. Um, I've had nothing to do with either of my sister's broken arms, actually. But I did have something to do, obviously, with my broken leg. So, famously. Yeah. Anyway. Running into a stump. Okay, skiing into a stump. Sounds cooler. And also is true. <laughs> I wouldn't be so dumb as to run into a stump and break my leg. I don't think. <laughs> but I don't know. I am peace. So, who knows what kind of hippie thing I would do. Maybe I would kick a tree stump after you know, a, a log or cut it down because I am peace. So, okay, that's taking it too far. We're going to we're gonna jump right into this, uh, this war and peace. And I think first, I just want to give a little bit of, not context per se, but just background. Obviously, Tolstoy was a Russian citizen. He was actually a count. And I heard someone else put it this way. Basically, all toys, all Tolstoy, like, had had to do was go to parties, hang out with his wife, and write books. So, like, he had time to write War and Peace. Like, that's pretty much what his life was, was attending parties, making his wife happy, and writing War and Peace, Anna Karenina, all his other stories. So, like, if you're wondering how can someone write this, like, write a book like this, how, how do they do that? It's because they're rich and they don't need to do anything else, pretty much. Um... So throughout his life, Tolstoy struggled with all of these existential questions that I suppose um, all of us, at one point or another, probably at least if you're taking life seriously, you've probably asked. And that's, uh, how far are you in the War and Peace channel? Um, I finished uh, part one last night, and uh, I just moved into, mm-hmm. I mean, book one last night. And uh, right now, I just moved into... Um, okay. uh, 1805. Yeah, well, there's a part later on, and I won't spoil it, but Pierre basically goes on like a little quest to answer those questions um, and does these weird things. Anyway, Pierre is just Tolstoy in War and Peace. Like, there's a little footnote, actually. Like, I I don't don't think it's dialogue, but it's just you're inside Pierre's head, and he's asking all these questions, and then there's a little star, and the footnote says, these were questions that plagued Tolstoy all his life. Uh, Very helpful footnote. But anyway, Pierre was just an avatar <laughs> for Tolstoy. And I think you can definitely see that he has a very fond attitude towards Pierre. And you can just see Pierre being the author of War and Peace, couldn't you? So, like this weird philosophical guy, 
obsessed with all these weird things, you know. So you know, when you're reading Pierre, and if there's like a ma- major character like question or moment, it's probably based off of Tolstoy. And the next piece I just want to talk about is our translations that we're reading. So I currently am reading the Constance Garnet translation. It is the it is one that is in the public domain, which is probably why my copy hasn't since I bought the like Barnes and Noble edition of it. Um, and it's regarded as a pretty good translation. It's it's one of the older ones. Apparently, it's supposed to be like a Victorian novel version of War and Peace. Like it's I mean, but it's still Russian, but it's just been Victorianized a little bit. And apparently, some people have issues with did she get all the is it a is it is is it a literal as in did she get all the translation right? Like apparently she was going deaf and um she or no deaf blind and she had someone like read the read the text to her and then she had to translate it and all that kind of stuff. So there's some weird stuff going on, but as far as I can tell, it's a pretty good translation and it seems to be getting a lot of the stuff that people like about Tolstoy. Um, and Tanner, you want to tell the people what translation you're reading? I'm reading the mod translation. And uh, unlike Cooper, I did not have enough time to look up what that means or how that applies yeah, to so my translation. so apparently, and this is just according to TolstoyTherapy.com, the mods knew Tolstoy well, spent a long time living in Moscow, and spoke impeccable Russian. Tolstoy even gave the mods approval for their translation. The mod translation used to be more clunky, and it was criticized for including anglicized character names. So I think that you have a second edition. I know they've done, like, two editions of these, apparently. Um, like, it looks like it used to be more literal, like, more clunky. I mean, obviously, the more literal you go, you're going to get a little bit more clunky. So that kind of seems what's happening. And the Anglicanized character names, like, it'll, it'll, it'll be, like, Andrew instead of Andre, if that makes sense, or Natalie instead of Natasha, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, but it seems like a good translation, and people really like it. So, you're good. You're golden. Yeah, you kept on calling him Andre, and I'm just oh, like, so it's Who Andrew. Is this Andre? Oh, okay, so and this is like, still Andrew. Oh, okay, it's yeah. Andrew. No, Andre is look, just call him Andre, okay? I because like, that's his that's his name. Wow. Yeah, and actually, I've seen three different spellings because I've seen Andrew, like you have, like is it just E W, right? Yeah, and then I have E Y yeah. Andre, and then I've also seen E I Andre. So I've seen like a bunch of different Andre spellings, but he's he's Prince Andre, okay. And also maybe my favorite character. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Um, okay, and then the last thing I want to say, and I think this is true, Tolstoy is generally regarded as being one of the greatest authors of all time. And there's this quote. Hang on. I need to find out who said it. I didn't. I don't know who said it, but I know somebody said it. And it's, if the world could write, it would write like Tolstoy. And we're going to be evaluating the truth of this statement later on. Um, let me see. Who wrote who wrote this quote all these like titles of articles are called this and oh there's a asterisk it's going to tell us at the bottom here where is it um shorts russian short story writer isaac bobble so that's what it that's where that quote comes from but anyway i guess the first question is will tanner what do you think about War and Peace? And then secondly, do you think if the world could write, it would write like Tolstoy? Um, as far as uh, what I think about War and Peace goes, um, I enjoy it so far. I have not had a whole lot of time to read it because uh, yeah, I've been working every day um, for the past month and a half. And now yeah, we're I mean, leaving for Colorado. So hopefully I'll yeah. have read more by Colorado. The next time I do one of these. But 
I also have a long list of movies <laughs> that I have yeah, <laughs> lined up. Sure. <laughs> so as far as that goes, I've enjoyed it so far. The writing is uh, impeccable and uh, mm-hmm. really good. And I'm not far. I feel like I'm not far enough and haven't read enough to be able to say whether the world writes like Tor- Tolstoy or not. Yeah, he's been he's been much busier than I have, and he started it later than I did. So I'm I am almost halfway, probably about forty five percent of the way through. And yeah, Tanner just finished, like you said, part one or book one, depending on your book. So as far as what I think about War and Peace, I really like it a lot. Um, I think that he's yeah, like you said, he's a master at writing. He's a master at characters. And I would say, I mean, obviously it's a little bit of hyper hyperbole to save the world writer like Tolstoy, but. I think for the most part it's true, and here's my case for it. First, and I'll just this is going to be a very general argument for why I like the book, so we're just going to start off with that. So this book is not a it's not a story. <laughs> it, it like it's, okay, it's it's one thing I meant to say actually in context. Like Tolstoy said, it's not a novel, it's not a history book, it's more or less an epic poem. Like it, it just is. Like this War and Peace is. It's not a novel. It's not a history book of Russia. It is just you follow these characters from when the novel from when this from when the book begins to when the book ends and that's it. You're just hanging with the characters, experiencing them in their journeys and then the book ends. That's what that's what I've heard and that's what I've read so far. There is no necessarily huge plot to drive the book. There is no necessarily huge cataclysmic event that causes all these events to fall into place. There's nothing carrying the story along. It's just these people that you, you like to hang out with that are really well-drawn characters, and you're hanging with a guy who's one of the greatest writers of all time, and he's just telling you this. And I think that's one of the reasons why the, the people think that the world could write, it would write like Tolstoy, is because the world isn't going to be telling these short narrative scenes comprising in a narrative arc. It's going to be telling this grand this grand story, and Tolstoy just happened to look at that grand story and just take a section out of that and just give it to you. And honestly, all like if you're reading War and Peace, there are so many things to where if it were an actual story or an actual novel, you wouldn't you wouldn't conclude that in there. Like there are so many things, but you're just following these characters on in each of their respective journeys, and Tolstoy just loves giving it to you like that. <clears throat> and another thing is, it's just easy to get like absorbed. Uh, Tanner, you just finished book one, and one of my favorite scenes from that, because there's only one good scene, because they're all just parties besides this scene, is the funeral, right? Or it's, no, the deathbed scene of, what's his name, Be- Bezuhov. Yes. And and for me, that was really the first time where I really just got drawn into the book. And it was just, you got Pierre here, he's this young, illegitimate son of this great count. Everybody is fighting over his inheritance because he has no direct heir, and this weird lady is, like, pushing him around, telling him what to do. And there's just, like, this weird atmosphere. you got Russian Orthodox priests in there. You've got all these weird family members. And you can just enter into the scene and just experience it. And I think that's really what sets this book apart, is you can just enter into it and get swept along so easily. Anything to add on that? I agree. The funeral yeah. scene was really good. <laughs> just just mm-hmm. all the drama. Yeah. Don't go yeah, the, yeah, it's all this, all these Go politics and all these family relations, and you can, you, I mean, maybe you don't have like a, you haven't had a family member die, and then you're fighting over the inheritance, maybe, but you can enter into, you know, r- your relations and things like that for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Um, let's see. What else to say? I don't know how far we need to go in, like, actually discussing the book, because I know you haven't read a lot, and we've already kind of discussed all there is. Okay, let's do some characters, actually. So, what characters have you inter- been introduced to so far? Probably the, most of the characters. Most of the characters. Um, I've got... I've met mm-hmm. Prince Andre, um, uh, Pierre. Prince Vasily. The Prince. Vasily. Whoever the... What? Have Prince you Vasily? met the Rostovs yeah. yet? And then... Uh, it's like Natasha, Boris, um, Nikolay. Yes. Wait, who were they? Yeah. Yeah, I've met them. And then... Uh, that might be it, actually. Because... That's kind of... Well, I'm reading about this... I can't pronounce this. Dolkohov? Uh, I don't know. See. I, um, I don't know. We're, we're looking at the ranks right now. Like, mm-hmm. in part two. Kutuzov, maybe? Not Kutuzov. With, I don't know. This is where yeah, this is gonna be a problem. Uh, so it's, it's uh, spell it out for me. Um, D O L O K H O V. Oh, it's Delahov. It just felt weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're just hanging out with the army, and this is actually one of my favorite parts. People say that. They yeah, really I'm like, enjoying this. Yeah. It's really um intriguing seeing like. Put on your great coats. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and then yeah, take off that gray. Put, take off the blue one. You're just hanging out with the Russian army. Yeah. When Napoleon's attacking, um, yeah, it, it, people really like the Tolstoy battle scenes, and in my mind, they they're like the better version of the Red Badge of Courage. You you remember reading that book at all? Um, I remember wanting to forget that I've read that book. <laughs> Yes, actually, that was one of the books that we aborted on, on the podcast early on. We decided to do um, Scarlet Letter instead. But at any rate... We tried what? doing an episode on it. No, it we didn't. crashed. Did we? No, we didn't. Yes, we tried doing an episode, and it crashed and burned. So hmm. I don't remember that. Anyway... We did another one. At any rate, the battle scenes in that are just really like confusing, and it's like this weird haze, and you're just running around doing weird things. Like that's, do you, do you remember that feeling at all while reading the battle scenes from that? Yeah. Tolstoy is like a better version of that. Like it's 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 confusing and it's all over the place, but it feels like you're in a real battle. It feels like confusion that someone actually might feel. So I really like those battle scenes as well. Um, do you have a favorite character as of yet, just in the snippet that you've read? Yes. Um, uh, Andre. He's very relatable. Mm-hmm. It's just, get out of my face. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Andre is my favorite character too. And I don't know why, like, I'm not a, not a rich prince son of a, like, this old count. But, hey, he's, in my opinion, one of the, the most well-drawn, and I just like hanging out with him. Later on, I also like hanging out with the Rostovs and Nikolay and Natasha and that kind of thing. But I'd say Prince Andre is still my favorite character. I don't know why. I'm not a huge Pierre fan yet. I was early on, but it's the middle part of his story, is it's okay, but... I'm still waiting for me to get really enraptured with Pierre, and I'm sure I will eventually. So, yep. Um, I guess that's really it. We're just trying to do a short little episode on War and Peace real fast. Neither of us has finished the book. I mean, to be fair, Tanner reading part one, that's still like 100 pages of, like, lots of stuff. So, in a normal novel, it would be like one-third of a novel. 
So, like, don't don't be down on Tanner here. And he's busy. So, anyway. Anything else to say about War and Peace, Tanner? Just because it looks like I read only a little bit doesn't mean my reading skills are lacking. I know. That's right. That's it. Yep. That's your final thought on War and Peace. Um, yeah. I would... If, if you're gonna... I think some... The person needs to read at least some Tolstoy in their life, whether that's Anna Karenina, War and Peace, some of his short stories. And War and Peace is really... Like, it's not... Here, here's the thing. I just finished Moby Dick. And Moby Dick is different because it's Melville. Moby Dick is more dense than War and Peace is. War and Peace is not necessarily dense. It's easy to read. Maybe it's because it's in translation. But it's you can just enter into it and get absorbed. And it, you're not going to get... You're not going to stumble over big words or anything like that it's fairly easy to read wouldn't you say tanner yeah as far as that like as far as classic books go i mean it's not going to be your tom clancy novel or whatever but <laughs> it's going to make your brain work but it's 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 a it's a fairly easy approach is it really approachable classic novel uh it's classic book i should say as i said it wasn't a novel earlier but if you want to <laughs> in- enter into it i would applaud you and i think it's doable all you need to do is don't be don't, don't try and take out like this book in three hundred page chunks at a time. Just read you know twenty pages a night or something like that. It's easy to do. The chapters are fairly short, and after a while you'll be chugging along and you'll be ha- having fun because it's like I said, it's not like you need to keep reading to find out what's going to happen next. It's you're hanging out with these characters whom you love and hanging out with this writer who's a great writer during this entire time. So I think it's fairly easy to approach. Um, obviously, you're gonna have to, you know, encounter stalling out like I have in the middle of the book, but it's 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 worth reading at some point. I think. I don't know. Would you say that, Tanner? Yes. Yeah. I also promise that I will contribute more to the com to the <laughs> to the conversation, conversation next time. Yeah. <laughs> next time. No worries. All right. Well, I'm going to do some donor shoutouts. Tanner, tell the people where they would go if they wanted a donor shoutout. If you wanted a donor shout-out, you would go to patreon.com forward slash bookinit, and you would d- subscribe to any of our $5 and up tiers. That's correct. All right. I'm going to say the patron, and you say which beach they, 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 you think they would enjoy the most, okay? All right, Nana. Gotcha. Myrtle Beach. Ben Pappy and Wayla. I'm running out of beaches. This, do you know um, all the Florida Big Coast Sur. Beach? Big Sur. is Okay, fair enough. It's a beach. Mike and Sylvia. Um, uh, seaside. Side. Mr. Mike and Miss Laura. North Island. And Jenny and Uncle <laughs> Sam. Oh, you gave me such a hard one. I'm no, not good at this. Like, this. I think about how many beaches know, there are I, on the Panhandle of Florida and Alabama. Um, uh, I know, but I don't know all of them. Fine, I'll give you one. Maps? Panama City. Panama City Beach. Panama City. All right, next, Moses. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm just going to help you out from here. Destin. Zara. Destin. Orange Beach or Gulf Shores, whatever you want to Beach. call it. Anna, we've got. Let me think. I'll do Sea Grove. It's right next to Seaside. Emily. Let's do uh, Martha's Vineyard up on the East Coast. Becky. How do you know? <laughs> um. Uh, I guess Miami probably has a beach somewhere. <laughs> Miami Beach. <laughs> Miami Beach. And we've got Lizzie. Let me think. Now I'm running out of options here. Uh, Santa hard. Rosa. <laughs> We've got Keenan. Last but not least, gotta come with a good one here. Oh, um, uh, Port Aransas. Port Aransas. Oh. Ah, whoa. Okay, Texas Beach. <laughs> All right. 
Um, anyway, thanks guys for listening. Appreciate that. Make sure you, if you can support us, make sure you go to the link that Tanner said. It's in the description. Support us at $5. We'll shout you out on the show. Otherwise, you get access to a bunch of cool patron content that we post regularly. Make sure you guys leave us a five-star rating and review and check in in a few weeks for hopefully a next next episode on War and Peace. If not, I'll do something on Moby Dick probably. And we're looking forward to being back uh, next school semester. Uh, I don't think we've decided like what we're doing yet, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And as soon as we know, we'll let you guys know what we're reading so you can follow along with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, and until next time. Keep on booking it. <laughs>